listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borth. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Tuesday, 14th day of December, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us, whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. now. The best way to join the show is to go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It also gives you access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Now, we also stream the show live each day on our YouTube channel. It's easy to remember, youtube.com slash CFRN. Not only do we broadcast live on our YouTube channel, but we archive each and every daily show. Currently, we have over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived there for your educational and viewing pleasure. Now, if you're listening to this broadcast after the fact, via your favorite podcast player, whether it's iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever fine pods are cast, if you want to enjoy the full video experience complete with charts, simply hit pause on your podcast player, point your browser over to youtube.com slash CFRN, click on today's date, 12-14-21, and there you'll have it, charts and all. Okay, that's, oh, and while you're there, hit that subscribe button. And hit that little bell. This way, every time we go live, and while we go live every day at 12 noon Eastern, in the future, there are going to be days when we go live at random times as major events happen in the markets. So you do want to be notified when that happens. So be sure to, number one, smash the subscribe button and ring that little bell. Let's open with a word of prayer. Let me give you a scripture. Psalm 27, 5. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. 
Now, I know it's the holiday season, the Christmas season, and we're all supposed to be merry and jolly and ho, ho, ho. But just because it's the holidays, the enemy doesn't take time off. Troubles come, and they come often in our lives. We work hard to try and stall trouble. We do our best at work, we follow the laws, we treat others with respect, and we even save for a rainy day. Yet despite all of our efforts, we sometimes still get blindsided when people turn on us and things don't go as planned. We're left reeling, overwhelmed, and discouraged, kind of like the author of Psalm 27, David. David knew what it felt like to face big trouble. Despite being a national hero and praised by all, he found himself in big trouble with his wife, leaving him and his father-in-law, the jealous king, hunting for him, forcing him to live in caves and to live in hiding for many years. David probably didn't know who to trust and perhaps even daily wondered who would turn him into the king. Day after day, year after year, his trouble became a constant companion to him. But God honored him and walked with him through the days and years as the troubles continued. This is why David could write that the Lord will hide him in the day of trouble. He knew the Lord because he intentionally spent time with him in prayer and worship. Are you navigating hard circumstances and troubles in your life? Then let me ask you, where are your eyes looking? Are they focusing on the troubles or are they focusing on your God? Are your troubles dictating your emotions or is your faith telling your troubles that God is at work and that you can trust him today to do the impossible? We can't control the troubles, but we can control how much we will trust God through them. Today, can you trust him a little more for the troubles and keep seeking more of him? because he loves you and longs to have you know him more. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the promise that this psalm gives us today. Thank you, Lord, that you promised to see us through times of trouble. Thank you, Lord, that you lift us high upon a rock. When our troubles come, Lord, we know that in you we can find safety and peace. You are our hope. You are our refuge. You are our God. Help us to keep our eyes on you today, trusting you every moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, happy Tuesday. I hope it is a happy Tuesday for you, whoever you are and wherever you are. And we continue uh, to think about and to pray for all of those folks who've been in the path of these deadly tornadoes. 
uh, the lives lost, the people left with broken lives because their loved ones are gone, facing rebuilding uh, not only their life but their cities and their towns. Please, as a group, let us continue to pray for these folks who so desperately need God's help right now. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. Start here with the cash markets, the indices as they're called. In the U.S., the Dow is currently down 157 points. The NASDAQ is down 277 points. That's almost 2%. S&P 500 is down 54 points. That's a little over 1%. And the Russell 2000 is down 12 points, which is half of 1%. In the commodity basket, crude oil is down $1.60, trading 69.69 last. That's a drop of two and a quarter percent. Gold is down $14, trading 17.74.30 last. Silver down 48 cents, trading 21.81 last. Let, let me remind you that when the price of silver moves $1, if you're trading futures, that's worth five grand. Profit or loss, a $1 move in silver, five grand. Silver is down today 48 cents. That's almost $2,500 per contract traded. In the Asian markets at the close, Nikkei down 207 points, the Shanghai down 19, the Hang Seng down 318, which is over one and a quarter percent. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE was down 12 points, the DAX lost 168 points, which is a little over 1%, and the CAC fell 47. That gives us a red day in Asia. It was a red day in the UK, and it is a big red Radio Tuesday here in the US of A. It's also possible that the S&P 500 E-mini futures could hit our lowest weekly trading zone on a Tuesday. When that happens, historically over the past decade plus, that has signaled a bottom and we've seen the markets reverse and run in the other direction for the remainder of the week. I don't know if that's how it'll play out this time or not. We'll talk more about that later in the show, but we'll go to Michael now and get a recap of everything that happened this no. morning in the live training room. Are you there, Michael? Okay. I am here. Okay. I am here. Sorry, so I didn't we'll know go, my mic was on. That's right. We'll go to Michael right now. He'll give us a recap of what happened in the room. And then when he's done, I'll come back and we'll take a look at the Logic 247 alerts, the concierge trade alerts. And anytime you have a question during the broadcast, just type it into the question box. We're always happy to answer any questions you have. Michael, you can take it away. All right. Here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, today is Tuesday, the 14th day of December. It's 1214 on 1214. 
It's the 14th day of December, uh, 2021. Now today, if you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to, go here to eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, scroll down right here and all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading challenge so we can tailor one on training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent to confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link, okay? If you don't click the confirmation link, you don't get the free trial, okay? We don't know you took the free trial, so you can't get it. Um, all right, recap. Now, we didn't have exactly a stellar day today. We had an okay day. Started off great, but then it went sideways. Um, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you got to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 14th day of December, as I said, and we lost four ticks in crude. We lost two ticks in gold, and we made 16 on the ES. Put us at plus 140 on the morning session. Today, it took two minutes and one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're at $100 a contract, and we took a total of 15 trades this morning. So on the month now, that puts us at $8,315 a contract. That's over 10 trading days, averaging $831 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now, on the year, we've gotten our goal on 236 out of 239 possible days. Um, and that puts us on the year at $140,390 per contract per two-hour trading day. That's one contract, two hours per day, averaging $587 per contract per two-hour day on the year. Um, if you were to quit when you got your goal for the day, and you were to add one contract a month, you would have worked a total of 62 and a half hours so far this year, this year, and uh, you would have averaged $3,010 per hour. Okay, $3,010 per hour, working 62 hours a year. Pretty good job. Um, all right, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's get into the actual trades. Right now, nothing, almost nothing that I thought was going to happen during the break happened. Um, I was looking for the gold to drop down below the MA1 right here and move down, way down into this this area down here. That didn't happen. It just kind of hung right there, right up above the MA1. I was looking for crude to work its way all the way back up to the MA1, I believe is what I was looking for. It was this candle that it actually did. So... Maybe crude did do what I thought it was going to do. Maybe it went down and tanked all the way down to here. I don't remember what I said at the end of the morning session. Um, I was looking for the ES to work its way up to the MA1 and fail there. It didn't get all the way up there. It just sort of failed without making it up there. So I'm hoping that what Dwayne says or is you know mentioned um, happens where we make it down to the lowest weekly trading zone today. Today, actually soon, I want to get down there. It's like it's only like 14, 15 points down, which in the scheme of things is one bar in a 30-minute chart. Um, and if you look at the average true range of the bars right now in the 30-minute chart, they're probably, you know, well, there's 15 down to, that one's a 15-point bar right there. This one's 37 all the way down to, this is a 31-point bar. So I bet the average true range is about 15 points a bar right now for today. Um, so it could get down to the lowest weekly trading zone in the next half hour and then bounce off that for the rest of the week. Okay. That's what it could do. We'll see. I mean, this is kind of how it started last week. If you go here, and this is something that we looked at earlier and Dwayne's going to show you earlier. I'm later today too. What I was talking about is right now we're way below this, this meeting right here of the MA1 and the BBC. But by the end of the day, this is a daily chart. By the end of the day, this could be a big wick, which would be really bullish for the rest of the 
the rest of the day, the rest of the week, actually. If um if it dropped all the way down here to the low zone, and the low zone happens to be also right about here, the low of this candle, right? Which should act as a good a good support level uh, level. So it all seems like it's gonna come together, hit the low zone right in here, and then bounce up from there. That's what it looks like. And if we get a close above today, a close above the BBC and the MA1, that'd be really bullish for the rest of the week. But let's just get into, well, this is one other thing I want to look at. I want to see where that zone was. Here it is, 82.83. This is the low zone of the week right there. So that's not that much space between there and there, there and there in the scheme of things. Um, let's go back to the beginning here. Um, on the ES, we had, uh, well, the ES is where we made most of the money today. And it's the only place we made money today, as a matter of fact. Um, this is the 13th. Hang on, let's get to today. Here we go. Right here. Our first trade of the day was right here this morning. We picked up eight ticks on that very first trade. And that's where we got our goal for the day. I missed the follow-up trade. Can't believe I only got eight ticks out of that, but that's what I got. And I missed the follow-up trade. And then we picked up another four here to put us at plus 12. And it got kind of choppy all through here. It went up to the weekly trading zone, kind of hovered there a little bit, gave a head and shoulder pattern that did not complete. Then it turned around, went all the way up here, came all the way back down, gave a bigger head and shoulder pattern, which actually did compete complete to the downside right here. You know, the neckline would have been the weekly trading zone. Um, and then it got all inside the weekly trading zone here. And this was all in the first half an hour. Okay. Then I think we're at plus 12 at this point. Yeah, we're at plus 12 at this point. And so we didn't place any more trades for a little while through here. Then we had a break even. We had another break even. And again, no trades for a little while. Um, it looked like in here, I don't think I was sitting at the desk at this, at, in this move right here. Had a, a nice move down right there. You could have gotten a little on. Another little bit right there. Another little bit right there. Then the cycle had to reset. Give another little bit right there. And another little bit right there. Um, you know, I keep saying a little bit. Each one of those is is pretty close to enough to get your goal for the day. All right, we picked up another four takes here to put us at plus 16. And that was all the trading that we did this morning. Now, during the break, let's see, we had a shorting opportunity right here during the break. And um, another one right here during the break. Okay, so there were a couple of nice opportunities during the break. There was actually a little bit of a long opportunity right here that gave a little bit. Um, a short there, another short there, and that brings us to where we are now. So there was quite a bit of opportunity during the break today. Okay, now we'll go to crude oil. We started out with a stop out here on crude today. Um, come back to the beginning. See, all this in the pre-market. I know, Anthony, are you in here right now? Okay, well, all this in the pre-market. There was some good opportunity in the pre-market in crude oil. And then it turned down still in the pre-market and gave you some more opportunity. Started out over here and we stopped out. Uh, minus eight ticks right there. Got really choppy. Then in here, we got back. What get back? Four of it right there. Um, then we just had a bunch of break-even trades. I missed that one. We had it 
looks like I actually got something. I think I probably did, but I didn't write it down right. Um, so I said we had a break even there, break even there, break even there, and a break even there. Now keep in mind, every one of these break even trades had four ticks in profit in it, or it was a momentum trade, one or the other. But they pretty much all had four ticks in profit. Um, let's see. Then during when I got up and walked away for a minute, there was a short there and a short there, and one more short right here that were all tradable. Um, then we get into the break, and it had a big move here during the break. Um, let's see, there was a short in there, a short in there, and then it started to get a little bit long over here, but it really didn't give any good trade setups through here, okay? And the gold. And the gold, we started out. Yeah, see, gold wasn't great today. This two days in a row, the gold was kind of a mess. Uh, we started out with a break even here. We missed a trade there, which would have been a break even. We missed a trade here, which would have given us profit. We missed a trade here, which probably would have stopped us out. And then we picked up a couple of ticks there. Then I was showing the range that this was stuck in in here and the levels that it was trying to get down to, but it was just taking forever to do anything. Um, we picked up four more ticks here to put us at plus six, and then we stopped out, put us at minus two. And you can see during the break, this is the whole break right here, from here to here. There's a whole break. So there was just nothing in gold during the break. Okay. And that was our morning. It was kind of, it was really a rough morning. Now, Dwayne, I'm sure is going to go over this in a little bit, but we had, we have FOMC coming up tomorrow. And I believe that that may be playing into this a little bit. Um, but that said, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you have to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 14th day of December, 2021. We lost four ticks in crude. We lost four uh, two ticks in gold, and we made 16 ticks on the ES. Put us at plus 140 on the morning session. Today, it took two minutes and one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 15 trades. So on the month now, we're at $8,315 a contract. It's over 10 trading days, 10 trading days, averaging $831 per contract. On the year, we're uh, we got our goal for the day on 236 out of 239 possible days. That puts us at $140,390 on the year and um, averaging $587 per contract per two-hour trading day. If you were to follow the 2420 blueprint and quit trading when you got your goal for the day and you just added one contract per month this year, right now you'd be tra trading 12 contracts. And you would have only had to work 62 and a half hours so far this year trading, actually in the market trading. Um, that's not actually in the market. That's just waiting around for the trades and being done after you get that final trade. It, you know, I don't know how long it actually took for the trade to, to trigger and hit the target. And sometimes it'd be a couple seconds. Sometimes it'd be a couple minutes, but you might have to wait for 10 minutes before it happens. Um, but anyway, you're, your average hourly rate on the year would be $3,010 an hour. Okay. Now, if you've not taken the free trial and you want to, go here to eminitrainingschool.com right here. Give us your first name, your email, and your phone number. And you can tell us the biggest trading challenge so we can tailor 101 training just for you. Hit that send button. You'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. Okay. If you don't click the link, we don't know that you took the free trial. So click the link. Okay. All right. That's it. With that, we can pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. I am ready. Okay. 
navigate to the proper page. There we go. All right, recap of the recap. Uh, today it took one trade and two minutes to get to $100 per contract. Good job. Thank you. So guess who Time Magazine has selected as the 2021 Person of the Year? Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> I don't know. Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. Yep. Wall Street banks are desperate for tech talent with competition for software developers and back-end engineers heating up. Banks like Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs are cutting down the recruiting process from two months to a few weeks. Now, this next one should really tick you off. Some members of Congress who blast Facebook are investing in the social media giant. Business Insider counted 31 lawmakers holding Facebook stock in 2020, some of whom sit on committees tasked with overseeing the very company from which they stand to profit. Now, we all know insider trading is, uh, well, ask Martha Stewart, it can, in, it can land you in jail. So how is it... Uh, members of Congress are able to get away with this. I don't know. Along with the person of the year, uh, Motor Trend has revealed the first, or the truck of the year, and it is the first electric pickup truck. The award comes as Rivian works to prove itself as a worthy rival to Tesla with its new truck costing $67,500 and offering a rugged, more outdoorsy alternative to Tesla's cars. And in other headlines that you might find of interest, I think I got one more. You probably heard California has renewed the statewide mask mandate California yesterday ordered a new statewide mask mandate for indoor public spaces due to rising coronavirus infections and concerns that the highly infectious new Omicron variant could fuel a new surge. Uh, let's see, was there anything else? Oh, the Pentagon has said no U.S. troops will be punished for the botched Afghanistan drone strike. And in sad news, Kentucky's death toll from weekend tornadoes that obliterated factories, homes, and other buildings rose to more than 70. Uh, as of yesterday, as search crews rushed to find about 100 people who are still missing. Uh, the governor said the number of fatalities was expected to climb, possibly to about 80, down slightly from his earlier estimate as more missing workers from a Mayfield candle factory were determined to be alive. Rescuers said Monday they had a high level of confidence. No more victims were buried in the rubble. Company spokesman said eight of the 110 employees who were in the candle factory when the tornado hit were killed, but 102 survived. Our president has declared a major disaster, making federal money available to the hardest hit areas. Oh, and 
hundreds of gymnasts have reached a $380 million settlement over the Larry Nasser abuse. For those that don't know, Larry Nasser was a very famous coach with USA Gymnastics, and he did some horrible, horrible things with some of the young ladies that he was uh, charged with training. And in the last headline of the day, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows is in criminal contempt of Congress for defying the panel's subpoena. The unanimous vote by the committee's seven Democrats and two Republicans referred the matter to the full House, which is expected to take it up as soon as Tuesday. The committee released evidence indicating that Meadows was deeply involved in Trump's push to overturn President Biden's election victory. Rep. Uh, Liz Cheney read text from Fox News host and Donald Trump Jr. urging Meadows to get the then president to speak out against the mob violence. These text messages leave no doubt, Cheney said. The White House knew exactly what was happening here at the Capitol. Uh, do you agree or disagree? Love to see your comments. You can post them in the question box. Now, let me check and see if I have the recap in from Valerie. Uh, Valerie, are you still working on the recap? Because if not, I'll go with the one you published earlier. Let me find that one. I know you published one this morning. Let me find that bad boy. Okay. I'm not even going to reform it, reformat it for my screen for the sake of time. But this is where we stood as of 9 a.m. this morning, Eastern. Since the markets opened Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, we issued a total of 28 alerts. Two never triggered. At the time, we were still waiting for the results on four. So we had 22 actionable alerts, of which two or 9% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract, per trade, less when possible, based on market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. Now, the average is 20% get stopped out over the last 176 weeks. Last week was a good week. Uh, <clears throat> week 175, we ended the week with a total of 74 alerts, nine never triggered. We had 65 actionable alerts, of which eight or 12% would have been stopped out based on that $300 risk profile. Sunday night, uh, we had a great night Sunday night. We went seven out of seven with a long on the S&P, a long on the Dow, a long on the Russell, long on the NQ, a long on crude, long on gold, and a long on silver. I mean, basically, all you had to do was just be there and trade the alerts as they were. So... Moving into Monday, uh, we had a short on the S&P, a stop out on the Dow, 
short on the NQ, no trigger on gold, we had a short on crude, a stop out on silver, we had a short on the Russell, uh, there was a no trigger and then it got replaced below, uh, we had a short on the NQ, we had a short on crude oil, short on gold, short on the Dow, another short on the S&P, short on crude oil, we had a short, now this is, we're up to today, the 14th, this was a short on gold, short on the S&P, short on the Dow, stop out on the Russell, still waiting on crude, short on the NQ, short on silver, and short on the S&P. So, that's what's happened so far this week in Logic 247. That's our 24-7 around-the-clock e-mini alert service. We cover not only the e-minis, but also crude gold and silver. And the alerts come out based upon whenever opportunity presents itself. With time built in for you to get to your computer, study the chart, study the alert, because our goal is not to just give you tradable alerts, but to also teach you how to find these windows of opportunity or woo spots as they've started to be called of late. So when the alarm goes off on your phone, your tablet or your PC, when it makes that telegram sound, you don't have to trip over your feet to get to your computer because I build time in, unless we're in a really fast moving market, there's always plenty of time built in for you to not only take advantage of the alert, but to understand why it is an alert. And if you don't understand, you can always message me in Telegram and I'll be happy to explain it to you, okay? Now, along with our logic alerts, we still have our original alert service, the concierge trade alerts. The format here is different. This is a static report published shortly after the Globex opened each evening. So today's Tuesday, the Tuesday session ends at 5 p.m. Eastern today. The Wednesday session starts tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. So even though it's still Tuesday night in the U.S., for the global markets, the Wednesday session begins at 6 p.m. Eastern. So last night, I got the numbers out at 6.15. There's two numbers for each market. You simply draw a line in the sand at each of the numbers for the markets that you trade. And make note of the price of the market that you trade when this report is posted. Because the numbers are good for the entire session. And once an alert triggers, there's a high probability that it's going to trigger again and again and sometimes even again, unless we have a very strong directional one-day move. So in the case of the S&P, once this report was posted, if price starts trending up towards 46.93, that's bullish, which means our strategy will look for opportunities to be long the market. That's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything Michael and Valerie teach you in the live training room to find opportunities to be long the market. If, on the other hand, price starts trending down towards 46.53, that's bearish. And so our strategy will look for opportunities to be short the market. And that's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room 
to yourself, find opportunities to be short the market. Okay, if you want a screenshot, you can grab it. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, let's go to a daily chart of the S&P. It's always where we start out. Okay. Now, if you looked at the cover art on yesterday's show on the YouTube channel, it showed this candle, but it didn't show this candle. Okay. We have fallen through the 24% Feb retracement. We're sitting right on time. We've come through the daily BBC. We've come through the daily blue and climbing. Right now, we're sitting at the 24% Fibonacci price extension. The next Fib retracement below us, the 38% Fib, is at 45.50. This week's lowest weekly trading zone for the S&P is 4582-83. And as Michael mentioned, we do have a Fed announcement tomorrow. And I'm sure that Jerome is going to do or say something that will helpfully get the markets turned around and headed into the traditional holiday rally or the Santa Claus rally as they call it. This was the beginning of the last leg up. This was the high of the last leg up. This is the retracement low and that's how we create these Fibonacci price projections to the upside. <coughs> We're using 14th century math to do our FIB retracements and our FIB extensions. So yesterday on the show, I drone in this little window of opportunity based on yesterday's low down to the BBC. Obviously that window filled and then some, okay? We're sitting right on top of this 24% FIB extension. If we look left, the next area we would anticipate support based on daily market structure would be about 45.81. That's the low of this candle. 45.80.75. After that, then we would look for support at the 38% Feb retracement, which as I mentioned is at 45.50. So important numbers to make note of. Resistance is at the high of the session. At this point, resistance is also at the daily BBC. If price were to pull back up, and when price drops to the BBC, we look for it to be support. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. This is a rather rare instance where it powered right through it. So if buyers were to push us back up to the daily BBC, at this point, we would now expect that to be resistance versus support. So we'll be watching this closely today, overnight, right up until the Fed meeting tomorrow. And whatever Jerome has to say, I've got a feeling it's gonna have a big impact on the market. Will it be bullish or bearish? I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna say. I don't know how much backtracking he's gonna do. You know, he's talked a lot about uh, the tapering, and we know the tapering leads eventually to a rise in interest rates. And 
Three years ago, we had the worst December since 1932. Could this be the beginning of another bad December? Well, let's let Jerome say what he's got to say tomorrow at the Fed meeting, uh, and then we'll make our decisions. We have more news tomorrow, and let me bring that to your attention. In fact, I'll drag it up and show it to you. Tomorrow morning, starting at 8.30, we have high-impact core retail sales. Three stars means high-impact. That means expect volatility. Then we have another high-impact at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, retail sales. And then we got crude oil inventories tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And then tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, we've got the FOMC economic projections, followed by the FOMC statement, the Fed interest rate decision. And then at 2.30 Eastern tomorrow, that's when Fed head Jerome Powell will hold his Q&A session, and that's when the markets can get. We don't expect the interest rate to change, so the true volatility will most likely come at this point during the FOMC press conference. So be prepared tomorrow afternoon to be flat. We don't trade the news, especially the Fed announcement, uh, because it's kind of like gambling. And our methodology and strategy has nothing at all to do with gambling. It has everything to do with understanding what the next high probability move in the market is. And once you've spent a couple of weeks with us as a CFRN passport holder, you should be able to look at a 30-minute chart and know exactly what the next high probability move is. Now, Based on over 9,000 alerts, over 100 and, did I say 57 weeks it's been, we know that 20% of the time, the market does not do the next high probability thing. Hold on for me just one second, guys. Okay, I'm back. All right, we've covered the daily chart. Let's head over to the S&P 30-minute chart. Whereas you can see, well, let's just go right back to the open. Here's the open last night. This vertical line separates yesterday, Monday, from today, Tuesday. The short CTA last night was 45 63 and let's clean this up there we go that window we had drawn in yesterday on the show during the live broadcast as you can see that filled beautifully right down to the weekly trading zone when price drops to a weekly trading zone we expect it to be good support till proven otherwise and it was good support from 46.53 
we dropped to 46.42. That's 11 points. Actually, we, the zone is 42.43. So we dropped 10 points at $50 a point. That's $500 per contract traded. As I said earlier, once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering again and maybe even again than not triggering again. So what did price do? It got back above the trigger at 46.53. It triggered again on the second trigger. It dropped to 46.48. Come on now, cooperate. It's not cooperating. All right, we'll do it the other way. From 46.53, we dropped basically to 46.50. Three points, $50 a point, $150 per contract traded. And we got back above the trigger, as you can see here. And this time, we traded back to the target on every short alert whether it's a CTA or a logic alert, the final trade to target is always the weekly trading zone below on a short and the weekly trading zone above on a long. Obviously, the long side never triggered last night. So we hit the zone, we bounced, and on this candle, we sliced through the zone like it wasn't even there. Now, what typically happens when we have a slice, only three things happen at a weekly trading zone. The most likely thing is consolidation, like you see here and over here. Second most likely thing is rejection, which is what you see here. The third and least likely, but it happens, it's been happening a lot lately. Normally it's only about five to 10% of the time. When price slices through a zone like it's not even there, when it runs out of steam, it will retrace back to the zone it sliced through, which is exactly what it did, and then continue in the direction of the slice. Okay, so from 46.53, we have dropped all the way to, we'll call it 4,600. That's a 53 point drop in total. Okay, now, whether you would have stayed in this beyond the published target uh, would mean that you really have a good understanding of our methodology and our strategy. If you're relatively new, you would be very happy to simply take your 10 points at $50 a point, $500 per contract traded, once, twice, that's a grand, and if you left all this on the table, don't beat yourself up. You had a great day. Hold for me again just one second.
Okay, I'm back. Sorry for the interruption. As you can see, price trying to work its way down to the lowest weekly trading zone for the week, and today's only Tuesday. If today we make it, normally we have the cutoff point is by the close of the live trading room. But I'm going to give it some leeway and say that if we do make it to the lowest weekly trading zone during today's session, the Tuesday session, then we would anticipate the markets turning around and heading in the other direction for the remainder of the week. But there's a wild card called the FOMC announcement. So just have to you know, trade what's in front of you. What's in front of you right now? Nice window of opportunity. If we break the low of this current candle, which is currently 45.96 and a quarter. Oh, something like 45.90. Yeah, we'll call it 45.94. We'll see if it really means business. 45.94 down to 45.84. Now the zone's 82.83, but zones are an area, so that's why I always like to be a little cautious. So we'll make this low 45.84. Okay. All right. So that is what happened so far this session, which began last night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Again, the open. We ran up to the weekly trading zone, found the resistance we expected, dropped straight to the zone which acted as good support that's what we anticipate and then the bounce just enough to get back above the trigger for a second and then a third trigger which took us all the way down to where we are right now okay on the Dow Short CTA was 35,460. Here's where the market opened. Much like the S&P, uh, price tried to move higher. It got to the weekly trading zone and was rejected. Now, remember, the zones are published Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. We've published these zones since December 14th of 2009. So we have well over a decade of data this supports how price behaves around a weekly trading zone. Here's a beautiful example of rejection. Another beautiful example of rejection. And here's consolidation. We got rejected here. We consolidated here. We pulled up to the BBC, which we expect to be good resistance until proven otherwise. That dropped us through the weekly trading zone. That's a slice, right? Now, in this case, when the slice ran out of steam, it ran all the way back up to the zone overhead, not just this zone, but it created some great opportunities on the short side. And so the trigger was 35,460. This first candle took us to a low of 4.55. That's five points, $5 a point. Not a big deal, okay? But on the second trigger, okay, from 35,460, 
we put in a low at 35,404. So we'll call it 50 points at $5 a point, $250 per contract traded. Then we got back above the trigger and we triggered again. This time, the trigger took us all the way down to 355. So that's basically 100 points. At $5 a point, that's $500 per contract traded. Then price pulled back up to the weekly zone. When we pull up to a zone, we expect resistance. Just like we got here, just like we got here, and just like we got here which gave us another trigger on the short CTA. And so far, that trigger from 460 has taken us to a low at 333. So that's about 130 points at $5 a point. I think it's about $650 per contract traded. Now, the final trade to target is down here at the next weekly trading zone. Remember, on every short alert, logic or concierge, on a short alert, the final trade to target is the zone below. On a long alert, the final trade to target is the zone above. Will we make it all the way today? It's possible. Market is trying. It's certainly given us a very nice window of opportunity to work with. So one trigger, two trigger, three trigger. Oh, four. This is not an anomaly, okay? We see this happen repeatedly day after day since December 14th of 2009, the first day we publicly published the zones. Michael and I traded with them for a while before we started providing them to our members. And Price is doing exactly what Logic would dictate. That's why our, our alert service is called Logic 247. Because once you understand how price flows, then you can determine by looking at a chart what the next high probability move is. Price flows on a 30-minute Dow chart the same way it flows on a one-minute gold chart or a monthly crude chart. From support to resistance, back to support, back to resistance, over and over, again and again, it is a never-ending cycle. Okay? All right. Moving on to the Russell. Okay. Here's the open last night. We ran right up to the weekly trading zone on two occasions. And when we rise to a weekly zone, we expect resistance, and that's what we got. We came right down to the trigger, 2171, and got rejected. We bounced back up to the BVC, and then we came back down again, and we triggered the short CTA. Now, the first trigger here dropped us to 21.6850, so we'll call it 69 to be conservative. 
that's two points, $50 a point, $100 per contract traded. On the next trigger, from 2171, we dropped to a low of 2156. So 71 minus 56. That's 15 points. At $50 a point, that's $750 per contract traded. And price got back above the trigger, triggered again. One trigger, two trigger. Actually, we had a third and a fourth. Third trigger dropped to 2189, so that was another $2.00 per contract trade. And then right there, got back above the trigger. And on this drop, we've made it down so far uh, to 2155. So 71 minus 55 times, that's 16 points at $50 a point. That's $800 per contract traded. One trigger, two trigger, three trigger, the final trade to target is way down here at the next weekly trade. This is the lowest weekly zone for the Russell this week, 2110 slash 2111. And all of our members had these numbers yesterday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. Okay. Again, we've published the zones for our members since December 14th, 2009. Well over a decade of data. It really helps us understand how price flows, how it behaves and reacts at a weekly trading zone. It's an important price and important area. Okay, And important prices, important areas are almost always tested, which is why we see these trigger again and again and again and again. Next, we'll go to the NQ. That'll complete the indices. Okay, we only got one trigger on the NQ last night. And the final trade to target, the zone is 15.724/725. That's this week's lowest weekly trading zone. And the swing low was 34. So we missed it by a few points, but I got a feeling we're not done yet. From 16055. Here's my calculator. 16055 minus. 15734 It's 321 points at $20 a point at $6420 per contract traded. If you got in at the published entry and stayed in the trade Waiting for the final target, the market made over six grand available.
per contract traded. And as you can see at the open last night, price went right up to the zone and consolidated for many hours. And then it reached up to touch the BVC, which we expect to be resistance when approached from below. And that began the big move that has taken us almost all the way to the lowest weekly trading zone. I suspect that as price hits the step line and red and falling as it's doing right now, we could carve out a nice little window of opportunity. About so. And that would be, we'll call it 1750 to 1740. I mean, 15750 to 740. That's 10 points at $20 a point. That little window there would be worth $200 per contract traded. And again, this is the lowest weekly trading zone for the NQ this week. Okay, so that covers the indices. Cover the S&P, cover the Dow, cover the Russell, cover the NQ. Now we'll go to crude. Okay, we had two-sided action on crude last night which means we triggered both the long CTA and the short CTA. Okay, here was the open. 70.70, the first trigger took us down to 70.59. Uh, 70.60, that would be 10 ticks. At $10 a tick, that would be $100 per contract traded right there. And then after price consolidated at the zone, got above the BBC, got above the next zone after some consolidation. And from 71.75, we put in a high at 72.03. So $250 per contract traded. And then the zone down here, the final trade to target is 69.70 slash 75. When the price of crude changes by $1, when it goes from $71 to $70, that's $1,000 per contract traded. And that's exactly what you're seeing right here. The market made $1,000 per contract available. Fortunately on the bounce, we didn't quite get back above the trigger. However, for those who understand our methodology and our strategy, that would not have hindered you any whatsoever as price comes down and takes out these lows from 70 bucks down to the zone. Would have been a nice $300 per contract trade. Okay, and that's key. You know, if you're going to learn the methodology and strategy, once you become a passport holder, the, the only way you're going to learn is you're going to have to put forth some effort. You know, if, if I'm making it sound like work, it is work because this is a business. The more you treat it like a business, the more it will behave like a business. You could not open any business and never show up for work and expect to be successful at that business. 
Okay. We have a living, breathing instructor teaching you the methodology and strategy every trading day from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Putting on, taking off trades live in real time, explaining every move, every trade, every rule, and answering your questions as the market flows. Along with the group training every morning, which is interactive because you're able to ask questions, our members have access to unlimited one-on-one -on -one mentoring. If you're a passport holder and you don't take advantage of the one-on-one -on -one mentoring, chances are you're not going to truly learn to understand the methodology and strategy and how to use it properly and become a successful trader. Now, I know what everybody really wants is they want some guru who can just, you know, spout numbers and they don't really have to work or learn anything, you know, just pull the trigger, cash register goes ka-ching, and life's good, okay? The land of Oz doesn't really exist. And the man behind the curtain, he's not just pulling that handle, he's pulling your leg. So you either roll up your sleeves and you learn how to trade or you need to go pick another profession. It's plain and simple. You must take advantage of all the tools put at your disposal if you have want to have any hope of becoming a successful trader. Because I'm going to tell you the harsh truth. Nine out of ten new traders will fail. Why? Well, main reason they don't have a teacher they don't have group training every day. They don't have private one-on-one -on -one mentoring. They try to learn from books. They try to learn from videos. They go from one room. They bounce around from one room. To, it's like church hoppers. You know people like that in your life. They try this church for a while, and then the preacher says something they don't like, so then they go try this church for a while until he says something they don't like. Okay? People do that in trading, too. They bounce from place to place to place and never truly find a home, never truly become a part of a family. Well, we have in our Telegram discussion group, you'll find a ton of happy campers in the discussion group. Not only are they happy because they're learning how to trade and they're becoming profitable traders, but they're also willing to help the new guy. All you have to do is pop in, ask a question, and because everybody learns the same method and the same strategy, Anybody that's been with us a couple months is qualified to answer your question if I'm not there or Michael's not there or Valerie or Bert's not there. And a special shout out to Stefan for the hard work he does every day in the members only discussion group. He posts lots of charts with lots of commentary, some real good guidance. Guys, if you're a member and you're not tuned into that and taking advantage of that, you're really missing a big piece of the pie, okay? Either you want to learn how to become a consistently profitable trader or you don't. But I promise you, you're either going to end up being the 9 out of 10 or the 1 out of 10. Now, I wish the passport could guarantee you that you'd be 1 out of 10, but there's no way I can do that. Because I don't know what you're going to do with the information we give you and the things we teach you. 
I don't know if you're going to show up for class every day. I don't know if you're going to book a one-on-one mentoring session with me every week the way I suggest when you start. Some new members take two sessions a week. And you have access to unlimited one-on-one mentoring. And so if you're not finding success, it's because you're not putting forth the effort. Okay? Plain and simple. As a passport holder, which is lifetime, never expires, you learn our proprietary methodology and strategy, which works not only with futures, but with stocks, with options. You own the indicator set for life. You receive the alerts around the clock, 24-7, plus the concierge trade alerts, plus the Thursday night workshops, all that and much, much more. Everything a trader needs all under one roof at one low price. You can go right here and get your passport today. eminifuturestrading.com If you have questions, you can call Valerie at 949-42-E-MINI or you can send an email to support at cfrn.net and while you have her on the phone, you might say, hey, do you by any chance have any of those ho-ho-ho holiday specials going I let her and Michael take care of that so she might find out give her a call 949-42 okay back to where we left off crude oil we've already discussed it from the published entry to the published target at the zone we found support here and here, price is now trying to get back to the BBC, which we expect to be good resistance until proven otherwise. It might even spike the BBC, giving you another short CTA trigger. But either way, the move up to the BBC will be looking for a, another leg to the downside, back to support at the weekly zone. 69.70 slash 75. Now crude can go lower because we still have one more weekly trading zone on crude way down here at 66.65 slash 66.70. Okay, two markets left. Gold, no trigger on the long side, trigger on the short side. Okay, the short trigger was 1784. First trigger took us down to 1782. That's $200 per contract traded. Back above the trigger. The next drop took us to 1783. That's $100 per contract traded. And then this red candle continued here. Okay. And it dropped to, that's $130 per contract traded. And then we get back above the trigger and we trigger one more time. This time we do make it all the way to the target. And the target is at the weekly zone. The zone is 81 slash 82, $200 per contract traded. Okay. All right. And then price continued down to the next zone where we spiked it a little bit but it 
has held as support so far. You'll notice on the way down the step lines on the left side of red and falling. But once the market found support and started to walk sideways, the step line crossed red and falling. Now, once the step line crosses red and falling on a short move, the official exit signal becomes the first green candle that closes above the step line. That's a green candle, but it did not close above the step line. And so here we are back at the weekly trading zone again. If price makes it through the zone, and you got a nice window of opportunity here. Got a window of opportunity here. And you got a window of opportunity here. Okay. It's got to be patient. Let price get there. Price needs to get below red and falling. When red and falling gets directly below price, the way it is right now, then it can actually be support. So we have to see that there's enough bearish selling pressure to take us through red and falling. And then this trade, this window of opportunity would be 1770 down to 1769 basically yeah you could go 68 yeah there's two points in there that's got to be a point or less and then this final window uh 65 down to 61 it's 400 dollars per contract traded if the window gets filled Ah, uh, one last market, silver. No trigger on the long side, but we triggered on the short side. Okay, market opened here, got below the VBC. Well, the first trigger at 22.27, we dropped to 22.20. That's seven pennies. Now, <clears throat> when silver, the price of silver moves $1. If you're trading futures, that's worth five grand, profit or loss. A $1 move in silver equals five grand when you're trading futures. So, 100 pennies is a $1 move. From 22.27 down to 22.20, Uh, 22, 20 and a half. We'll call it six pennies. Two pennies, hundred bucks, three hundred dollars per contract traded. And then price gets back above the trigger, but this trigger here, and this trigger here. Unfortunately, you've got blue and climbing in the picture, and that can potentially be support. So our traders who understand the methodology and the strategy would wait for price to break below these swing lows and then get short being cautious of support potential support right here which is exactly what the low of that candle is all about and then price powers through that resistance and drops right to the zone where it finds support it bounces us back up to red and falling which is resistance which sends us back down to the weekly trading zone 
where we find support. Then the next candle opens and we drop all the way to the zone at 2169 slash 2170. If you entered this trade at 2227 and traded it down to 2170, we'll call it for the sake of simple math, 2227 to 2170. That would be 30. That would be $2,500. No. A $0.50 cent move is $2,500 per contract traded. So from 2170 yeah, that's a $2,500 per contract move. Now, the trade to target was here. So if you took the trade and got out of the target and you left this on the table, don't beat yourself up, okay? We hit that zone, support, bounced us right back up to the zone where we consolidated. Now, you've got the same situation with red and falling directly below price. So is there a window of opportunity here? There is, but you got to expect that this red and falling could turn to blue and climbing and could become support. If price gets below red and falling, why then you got a nice big window of opportunity right here. From something like, oh, 2183 down to 2173. $500 per contract traded, 10 cents. If if 100 pennies is five grand, then 10 pennies is 500 bucks per contract traded. Now silver is volatile, margins are high. So do be careful. Okay, S&P finding resistance at red and falling. Dow, okay, rising up to the step line where it's found resistance. So we haven't entered the window of opportunity yet. Russell, still got lots of room to drop down to the target. The NQ, still sitting on top of that little window of opportunity. Crude oil, okay, we talked about crude, okay, it was trying to pull up to the BBC. It's happening right now as you watch. We expect that to be good resistance. It could spike it just enough to get above 7070, which gives us a fresh trigger on the short side, okay? How long will it take to unfold? I have no idea, but we do know there's good support at 6970 slash 75. Goal, still consolidating at the zone, and we just covered silver. So that brings us all the way back around to the daily chart, where we've spiked that 24% Fib extension. There's the low of the session, okay? 
the next drop could take us to the low of this candle. That's potential support, 45.80. And we have a, our lowest weekly zone at 45.82 slash 83. So that's looking, looking like a pretty high probability opportunity. Just got to be patient and let price take out this low so you can trade the window of opportunity. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, let's go to our good word for the day. Yesterday, we talked about breaking habits, bad habits, with the help of Christ. And we didn't talk about it yesterday, but you know, you can also create good habits with Christ's help. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So whether that's breaking a bad habit or creating a good habit, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 Today's topic, getting free from debt. Proverbs 22.7 the borrower is servant to the lender. Being in debt is no fun. Some of you may have grown up in a wealthy family. You've never known what it is to be in debt. You've always had all your, your needs met. You, maybe you grew up in a penthouse on Fifth Avenue. But some of you might be like me, who grew up in a working class family uh, own, I don't I don't want to say we were poor but because everybody had jobs and everybody went to work every day but it was a paycheck to paycheck existence again Proverbs 22 7 the borrower is servant to the lender so here's a couple tips on getting free from debt if debt is one of the things that plagues you in your life. Number one, write down your financial goals. Decide what's truly important, how much you'll save, how much you'll spend, and how much debt you can handle without jeopardizing your future. One reason we never reach our goals is because we don't set any. You must know where you're going and how to get there. Imagine you're a kid, you're in the car with mom and dad, and you say, Dad, are we there? Are we, are, are we there yet? And dad says, I don't know. And you say, What do you mean you don't know, Dad? Because I don't know where we're going. Well, that's just crazy, right? But unfortunately, some of us have lived our lives that way in the financial realm. One reason we never reach our financial goals is because we don't set any. Write them down. Carve them in stone. You must know where you're going and how to get there. Number two, start small. Tackle one bill at a time. It's amazing what you accomplish when you're serious and stick with it. In Galatians 6, 9, the Bible says, 
at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Tip number three, stop charging what you can't pay for. You're incurring higher interest rates and adding to your burden. Use credit cards only if you're disciplined enough not to go overboard. Your intentions may be good, but unforeseen circumstances can force you to carry a balance from month to month. And if your spending is totally out of control, then just do some plastic surgery and cut up the cards. Now I want to speak a moment about tithes and offerings. Okay. We are, per the Bible, to give the first fruits of our labor. The Bible talks about 10%. But let's say maybe you own your own business and you're going through a rough patch and you're not making any money. But you got some plastic in your pocket. So, because you don't want to look bad in the eyes of the preacher if you go to one of those small churches where the preacher actually knows who you are. You sign up for the automatic giving, but instead of using your debit card, you use your credit card. Are you honoring God with the first fruits of your labor? Huh? You're digging a hole. You're digging a hole that's hard to get out of. If what you do for a living, if it's if 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 you're not drawing a paycheck, if you don't have income coming in, okay? Now, if you've got income, the first fruits go to God. That's the 10%. But if for whatever reason your business has fallen on hard times and you don't have cash coming in, then there is no first fruit to give. Putting it on your credit card is like trying to bribe God to bless you, okay? It's a really bad idea. I know. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Tip number four. Give more, more of what you have, not the bank's money, not the credit card company's money. <clears throat> now to say give more may sound foolish and counterintuitive when you're in debt, but Jesus said in Luke 6:38, your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more running over, and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. But again, we're talking here about the first fruits. If there's no fruit, then you need to work on your business model, whatever it is, so that there is fruit. And when you have an income, when you have a check coming in, when you have cash flow, God gets paid first. You get paid second. That means you put a little aside for savings. And in doing that, in God's economy, it's amazing how those other bills 
get paid. Maybe get a little behind here and there, but you got God on your side because you're honoring him with the first fruits of your labor. And the final tip, number five, expect disapproval. When you begin to practice financial discipline, some people may not be too happy, especially if it affects them personally. But if you only do things in life that nobody can find fault with, you'll never accomplish much. Starting today, God wants you to be free from debt and stay free from debt. John 8.36 says, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. God wants you to be debt free. He wants you to be a giver, not a borrower. And that's our good word for the day. I know it's a tough one, but I know there's people in this audience today, people who will hear this after the fact, that needed to hear what I just said. Again, if you want to become a lifetime passport holder, never expires, never runs out, access to everything we do, everything we've ever done, and all the new stuff we're getting ready to roll out on TradingView, go to eminifuturestrading.com, get your passport today. If you have any questions or you want to inquire about any specials that might be happening this holiday season, call Valerie, 949-42-E-MINI, or send her an email, support at CFRN. Net. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decisions.